Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier. And for the last year and a half, I've been creating content on TikTok and through this podcast, navigating my experiences in ED recovery, what I've learned in recovery, um, how I've been able to overcome certain struggles with EDs and recovery, going through all my experiences, sharing them with you guys, because I've found a true passion for helping and inspiring others going through similar struggles I was going through with food Um, and now using my experiences and learning from them to share that knowledge with others. And I want to reiterate the fact with this podcast, I am simply sharing my own experiences. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not an eating disorder recovery coach. I'm not certified, not licensed in anything. I'm simply sharing my own experiences through eating disorder recovery. Um, Through this last year and a half, I've been able to grow a following of over 200,000 people on TikTok, which to this day still blows my mind. Um, But like I said, I've been able to use my platform on TikTok to Um, help others, make others feel less alone um, if they're struggling with food or body image or anything along those lines. And it's truly been amazing. Um, And I love this podcast, especially because I love the fact that I'm able to express what I want to say in a longer form of content. There's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Um, Being able to just sit with a microphone and just really be authentic for 30 minutes to an hour is amazing. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's truly great. It's awesome that I'm even able to do this. Um, so that being said, I really hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening. All right. So one last thing before we get into today's episode, uh, it is currently storming outside. So if you hear that in the background, I apologize, but we're just going to run with it. Okay. Let's get into it. So invalidating your own struggles with food, invalidating your own eating disorder, I've been there. A lot of us have been there if you struggle, struggled with food before. Um, I'm going to break down today reasons why I've invalidated mine. Obviously, I don't invalidate it anymore. But in the past, I would for several reasons. I'm going to dive into those and kind of analyze them and why I um, invalidated my own struggles for a long time. Because, you know, it's really easy to just in general in life to compare yourself to other people and things and where and whatever it is, it's so easy to compare. And especially, you know, in the times we live in now with social media, you know, you see everyone's lives all the time. Um, and it's really easy to compare yourself to them. doesn't matter what it is, but, uh, same thing applies here. Um, you know, you, you'd see people who are open about their own struggles with food and you think, at least to me, I think to myself, Oh, like I didn't experience that. Does that mean I'm not, um, worthy of, not worthy of having an eating disorder, but like, um, does that mean I'm not 
does that mean I actually went through one? Like you, you kind of ask yourself like, wow, like, did I really actually even go through one? Um, and I've been there multiple times and I'm going to talk about just why, why that happened. Um, and why you shouldn't invalidate your own struggles. No one should invalidate their own struggles with anything. Um, you know, a lot of people, or at least with, you know, in the, 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 I hate calling it the industry, but just in the field of disordered eating, eating disorders, any mental illness, it's, oh, I'm not sick enough. Um, and when that happens, when you say you're not sick enough, that only gives you more, um, you, you feel like you shouldn't make an effort to change because you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not, I'm not actually struggling. So why should I even bother making a difference? Because, oh, I'm not actually struggling with this. But you should never invalidate what you're going through because what you're going through is completely valid. And um, it's important to recognize that, that your struggles and your situation is valid and you should make an effort to move forward and to improve on whatever you're going through. So that all, that all applies with eating disorders. That's That all applies to what I went through and what I'm still going through. And I'm going to talk about what exactly led to me invalidating my own struggles. All right. First things first, the, the, the main reason why I would invalidate my eating disorder and my struggles um, is pretty self-explanatory in um, the field of eating disorders. And it's that I'm, I'm a guy, I'm a male, I'm a, I'm a dude. Like <laughs> uh, that's pretty much, you know, the main reason why I would invalidate my own struggles because sadly we're still at a point where when someone, when the average Joe hears the term eating disorder, uh, they automatically think of a, a thin white woman and that's just how it is. Um, so, you know, when that's replayed in your head over and over and over again, that's just what, that's what your brain automatically goes to when you think of eating disorder. Um, and that's not one's fault. That's just how we've been brought up. Um, that that's what happened to me. And I, you know, when I first kind of recognized what I was doing was a problem and like, I realized that I was going through something I would realize I'm like, well, wait, I don't fit the bill of this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a thin white woman. I'm, I'm a guy. Like I'm, I'm a teenage guy. When I was going through this, I, I was a teenager. I'm like, I, so I was like, well, okay. So do I really actually have an eating disorder if I'm a guy and I'm not fitting the, the portrayed image that is so common um, so that messed with me a lot because, uh, and just, you know, generally speaking, I always say this, like guys are just so stigmatized for pretty much any mental illness, just because, you know, we've always been, men have always just been taught to keep everything inside their muscles basically and not be open about things like this. Um, and I fell into that trap for the longest time for years because I was just thinking, okay, like even if I am struggling with this, there's no way I'm ever going to be open about it. There's no way I'm ever going to openly just do anything with it because I, I, I'm not actually struggling in my head because I'm not fitting the image that I'm supposed to. I'm not, I'm not a thin white woman. So what's the point? Like I, I'm not actually struggling. Um, so that would just further indict me to hide, to hide what I was going through um, because I didn't want to be open about it. Cause I, I didn't, think I was actually dealing with something because I was a dude like, <laughs> um, and thankfully, you know, obviously I now know that guys have eating disorders. It is totally possible. Like and anyone is, um, 
anyone can fit the bill of having an eating disorder. There's no one set. Like eating disorders don't discriminate, basically. They, they don't discriminate at all. And that took me a while to understand and realize. Um, and that's why when I like, this is kind of a side topic, but that's why I still don't really get frustrated or um, upset when people, like when, when my videos reach audiences that aren't uh, my typical audience, like for example, if my, if my uh, videos hit like Jimbro, TikTok, whatever, and I'll get flooded with comments calling me like weak, um, like like when they see e, when when they see ED, they think of erectile dysfunction like that. I don't get mad at that because that's how we've been brought up. We've been brought up to think that guys aren't meant to struggle with things like this. So I don't get mad or upset by it because it's not their fault. They're just not no like no one gets educated on this kind of stuff, unfortunately. So I don't get mad at that kind of stuff um, just because I was there myself. Like I didn't think guys were supposed to struggle with this kind of stuff. So I never even made an effort to figure out if I was really struggling um, when I was in the depths of it, because I didn't think I actually was because I was a guy and I wasn't a woman. And like, um, but males take up a decent chunk of the, of, of, of um, eating disorders. And at least in the United States, I think it's, uh, I don't even know the exact number. I feel like it's anywhere from like 20 to 30%. I could be totally wrong, but um, there's a decent sized portion of males who struggle with eating disorders or body image and all that stuff. And, uh, and that's totally valid. Like I said, everyone's struggles are valid. There's no, no one should feel the need to invalidate what they're going through, but I would for a long time because I was a guy and I, um, I felt that was wrong that I was dealing with this. And I just, I, I couldn't bear to think that I was dealing with this because I wasn't a woman. So, um, that was the main reason why I, and that's, this whole thing is like the main reason why I still do what I do. And I post what I post and I do these kind of podcasts just to reiterate the fact that like, you know, guys do struggle. Obviously I post content to, to help anyone and everyone. Um, cause that's the, that's the ultimate goal. I want to help as many people as possible. Um, but it really always makes my day when a guy like will DM me on Instagram and tell me like how much the content helps and like how much it inspired them to be open about their eating disorder and stuff like that. And, um, that's always amazing, even though it still sucks. Like I've, I don't know if I said this before, but there are times where guys will DM me on like their backup accounts because they're just like so afraid that somehow if they dm me on their main account that um someone will see it and and they'll figure out they have an eating disorder because they're so um they feel so afraid to open up about it which is totally fair because i've been there i like i totally understand why but it just still sucks that we're so at this point where um there's this huge stigma around eating disorders in men so um so that's why i do what i do and i i don't want other people to other guys, especially to feel the need to hide what they're going through because being open about this. And I know in a sense, I, I was very privileged in a sense to be able to tell someone who I really trust. Like I have a very good support system around me. Not everyone has that, which really sucks. Um, but being open about this kind of stuff has just made my life so much better and it's, um, extremely worth it. Best decision I ever could have made. So if you are even like questioning about opening up about it, and feeling like you're in, you're invalidating yourself and you shouldn't talk about it because you don't fit the, the, the perceived image of having an eating disorder. That's just not true. It's, it's complete bullshit. Like open up about it, talk about it when you're comfortable, when you're ready. Even, I don't know. I don't want to say even when you're not ready, but because I don't think you really can be ready to openly talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, unless you just, cause like, I remember like so vividly, like the day I was going to tell someone about it, I was like pacing back and forth. I was like rehearsing what I was going to say. It was so tough to just like 
blurt out like i think i have an eating disorder or something it was so tough to do that um so i guess i guess you can't really be ready for it (laughs) um but if you think you're at the point where you think you can tell someone just do it rip off the band-aid it'll be the best decision you ever make in your life um yeah so that was a little bit of a sidetrack so let's move on into the next thing that made me invalidate my eating disorder so the next reason why I would invalidate my own struggles with my eating disorder was that I love food and I eat a lot of it on a, on a daily basis. Um, I think a lot of, I think general assumptions around EDs are that, like I mentioned earlier, people just assume it's a thin white woman, but also it's simply just anorexia is the only eating disorder there is. And um, you have to hate food in order to have one. Like you, you just you're like disgusted by the idea of food, but no, like a lot of people who struggle actually love food and they uh, consume a normal amount of food. Like when I was dealing with my eating disorder around when I was, you know, really deep into it, I would still eat most foods. Like, you know, obviously there'd be that feeling of guilt and shame and, but it's still like, you you still eat food. You still eat consistently. um, But still those feelings in the back of your head thinking, oh, well, am I really struggling if I eat food? Like if I eat breakfast, lunch and dinner and I have multiple snacks and I do this, like, like, am I really struggling? Like, yes, like you are. If you're if you're in that spot, I know there's so many people who are in that spot where like they feel like they're not um, they feel like they're not dealing with one if they're consistently eating throughout the day, if they're not skipping meals, if they're um, if they're not starving themselves, they, they think they're not worthy of having one. But I don't, I don't want to say not worthy of having an eating disorder because that makes it seem like it's a good thing to have one. But um, you know what I mean? It's just like for the longest time, I would be so confused. Like, because again, I was caught up in these stereotypes around eating disorders that you have to hate food. You have to be anorexic. You have to be like, I would get caught up in these all the time. So I would really just sit back and think like, well, again, am I, am I actually dealing with something here? If, sorry, my alarm just went off. But like, am I actually dealing with something here? If. I eat food consistently and I go out to eat and I do all this stuff with food. And, um, cause that, that stuck with me for a while. I mean, obviously there are the extremes, like, you know, when I dealt with binge eating, that's obviously an extreme. That's a whole, you know, official diagnosed eating disorder. That's a, that's a thing. Um, but there were plenty of moments over consistent periods of time where I'm eating quote unquote normally. Um, like where the, like to, like to the naked eye, no one would even second guess or question the idea that I would have an eating disorder with the way I would go about my day with food. Um, so if you're in that spot where you eat consistently, um, and, and you eat any and all foods, um, and you know, like I said, EDs don't discriminate. Like you don't have to look a certain way to have one. You don't have to eat X amount of food every day and vice versa. Like you don't have to fit any of those any of that any of those criteria to have an eating disorder um and like i've seen you know i i love seeing videos like this on social media where people will like show foods they've eaten when they were in their ed like they'll show all these foods that again to the naked eye when people would see that they'd think oh like they're totally fine like they're they're eating a cupcake for example like they're eating pizza they're fine but no like it's very possible in relatively common to be struggling while also eating any and all foods inconsistently. It's just, that's how it was for me. Like I said, like those feelings of guilt and shame and the needing, the needing to to burn them off. Those, those were there a hundred percent. 
Um, and that's where those disordered thoughts come in. Um, but that doesn't mean just cause you eat like a quote unquote normal human being, that, that doesn't mean you're not struggling because it's totally entirely possible to struggle because, you know, I've been there, I've been there for multiple years. Like it's, it's totally fine. So you're not alone in that feeling. If you think that just because you eat consistently, that means you're not struggling. That's not true. Like that's another reason, but that was like a main reason why I would invalidate my own struggles because if the main premise of having an eating disorder is not eating and starving yourself, which isn't true, that's what I thought. If that was the case, then I'm definitely don't have one, but I, as a matter of fact, I did. Okay. So this next one, this next reason why I felt invalidated at times with my eating disorder and my struggles was because I was praised and complimented on my rapid weight loss at the time. Like when I first, um, dove into all of these horrific and just downright really shitty experiences with food, exercise and everything. Like when I initially dove into that with zero knowledge on nutrition, fitness, anything, and lost a lot of weight very quickly, naturally to no one's fault of their own, they see that and they praise you and then compliment you. They tell you how good you look and how amazing you look. And they ask you for tips and all that stuff. And like, so when that happened to me, and mind you, I was 16 years old when this happened. Honestly, I wasn't even 16 years old yet. I was, you know, 15 and a half or whatever. Um, when, when that version of me hears that I automatically, like I was my entire life, I, um, automatically assume weight loss and looking thinner with being better and happier and having an overall higher quality of life. And you get these compliments and all this praise about how good you look. And, you know, people ask you how you did it and, um, what did you eat and all, all, all that stuff, all like when you experience all that, you feel like you, you feel good. You feel, Oh wow. Like what I did was working. Um, so there's no way this is a, this is a bad thing that, that I should be struggling. Like there's no way, because what I did was a good thing. I, I lost the weight and, uh, people applauded me for it. Um, and again, to no fault of their own, like it, we're, we're just conditioned to compliment weight loss. We, we just are, that's just how, we were brought up <laughs> um, and that happens for various reasons. But, um, you know, that when that happens to you and, and it mind you, by I, you know, for my entire life up until that point, when I was heavier, I like always assumed I, it was the opposite. I just um, I always correlated being heavier with that being a bad thing. So I never got those compliments and never received that praise. But once I lost the weight and received that praise and got those compliments, I automatically felt better. This was obviously, um, for a limited period of time because the eating disorder kicks in and your quality of life just gets so much worse because you become so fixated on the number on the scale and how little you eat. And it's just, you know, you get the gist of it, but so, but at the time when I lost the weight, I, you know, assumed there was nothing wrong with what I did because I was getting complimented for it. So when I later found out that, oh shit, what I was doing is probably a pretty bad thing. I was still questioning it because I was still questioning that whole process because I knew that, oh, I got so many compliments. People seem to like me better and all, you know, all that. Um, so when that happened to me, I, I really was just thinking like, okay, like, am I really, dealing with something here? Is this really a problem? Because, you know, getting compliments is kind of cool. It's kind of nice. Um, but obviously, <laughs> uh, when people compliment you, they don't know the whole backstory. They don't know the, the context behind the weight loss. That's why I've been very careful about not, I mean, I don't really compliment or like, I don't really talk about 
what someone looks like in front of them at all really um but i've been very careful not to comment like if someone looks different in any way to me i'm not gonna comment on it to them because you never know how they got there what their process was behind it you, you just never know and it's not my business so i'm i don't even bother asking um so i don't know that's just i guess like a little like a a pro-life tip if you notice someone looks different than the last time you saw them just be mindful with your words because you never really know because you know like i said with me i lost a lot of weight really quickly and i got praise and compliments for it that i've never received before and i automatically assumed that was a good thing but in reality it wasn't so when that happened to me i seemed to just invalidate or um when that happened to me i like i keep like i keep saying i just i thought it was a good thing but in reality it wasn't because that led me to down the line that led me to invalidating what i actually went through because I was just confused because mind you, again, I was 16 years old, 17 years old when I realized this was not the best thing for me. And that young brain of mine was just confused. It was, it was, it was puzzled because, you know, you got all these compliments, you got all this praise, you got all this people, people seem to like you better. You got all this because you lost weight, but here's all the the repercussions from that, all the negative repercussions from that. So are you struggling or are you not struggling? Because there seems to be a good side of it and a bad side of it. But obviously um, the compliments, all that stuff. That's, that's such a short term limited feeling of dopamine. And then the long-term effects of the eating disorder carries over and holds so much more weight. Um, so it took me a long time to realize that what I did was actually real. Like it, it was a real struggle and I shouldn't invalidate what I went through just because I got compliments. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if I explained that in the best way possible, but I just, I, it took me a long time to, to really figure out what I was doing was a bad thing because I got so many compliments and praise. And again, that's for the eighth time. That's not the people's fault who complimented me at all. I'm not, that's not their fault at all. <laughs> that's just how we're conditioned and brought up. Um, so yeah, I, I just, you feel, you, you just question if you actually went through something because um, you got high praise for, I just said praise like a million times, but because you got high praise for the weight loss. Um, yeah. <laughs> Another way in which I invalidated my own struggles with food was that I never went to treatment. And before I say anything else, I'm going to say that treatment, going to treatment is an amazing thing. It is one of the best things you could do if, if applicable. Um, everyone's recovery is different. Mine just didn't happen to involve going to treatment. But that doesn't mean treatment's a bad thing. I'm not saying don't go to treatment. Treatment is an amazing thing. So just remember that everyone's journey is different. Mine just didn't happen to involve treatment. Because um, luckily I was able to recover within the inner circle around me, which is great. And I know not everyone has that and things like that are why treatment is a thing. And that's amazing. Um, so yeah, just don't, treatment is not a bad thing. I just didn't go. Um but as a result of that, I would at times begin to think, oh, well, did I really actually struggle with food ever if I never went to treatment and I never uh, officially went and sought out additional help? Like, does that invalidate my eating disorder? And it does not. It does not invalidate your eating disorder at all. Because um, there are plenty of people who unfortunately can't afford to go to treatment it doesn't, it just doesn't fit. I don't, there's so many reasons why someone can't go to treatment. I just never chose to. 
Um, but there's so many reasons why people can't go and that doesn't invalidate your eating disorder in the slightest. Like I said, everyone's journey in recovery is different. Everyone deserves to recover regardless if you go to treatment or not. Um, it's just tough because, you know, typically in any media, whether it be like, you know, YouTube videos, TV shows, movies, really any, just any form of media, you, you see the, the, the individual struggling with eating disorders. They, they, you see them go to treatment, you see them experience treatment. Um, so it's, it's hard to not automatically correlate having an eating disorder and going to treatment. It's, it's hard not to do that when you constantly see it in media and wherever you go and wherever you may see it, it's, it's hard not to do that. It's hard not to compare and, you know, correlate the two. Um, so with me never going to treatment, there are times where I would think, Oh, you know, did I actually deal with one because I didn't go to treatment and I, you know, recovered on my own and within my inner circle, like, is that, is that invalidate my struggles? And again, it does not invalidate anything. Um, I still deserve to recover even though I didn't go to treatment. And if you're not going to treatment, you still deserve to recover as well. Like, uh, you know, like I keep saying, it's, it's all, (laughs) everyone's journey is unique. No two recovery should ever be the same. That's why it's so hard. And it's dating back to what I was saying earlier. It's so hard to not compare yourself with other people. Um, it's so hard, especially in in the world we live in today. It's so hard not to compare so when you see individuals going to treatment and you're not, it's again, it's so hard to not stop and think, oh, is this, does this make me not, again, I hate saying not worthy of having one, but that's just, that's all I can think of right now. It's all the only words I can think of right now. Um, does that make you not feel worthy enough to have one? Does that make you not sick enough? Like, like those thoughts come into your head, <laughs> um, but it's, they're not true. They're not true at all. We're just conditioned again, like the way I keep saying, we're just conditioned to think of eating disorders in one certain way, but eating disorders do not discriminate at all. Um, they, they just don't, it, it can affect anyone and anyone, anyone and everyone. Um, whether you go to treatment or not, whether you're, doesn't matter what gender you are. Um, doesn't matter the size of your body. It doesn't matter how much you eat it if you exercise, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. And that's, I think what makes eating disorders so hard. Um, just because they're so easy to hide and like, cause like I, like I said, I, I hid mine for a while because I didn't fit the criteria that I thought existed and my actions made it seem like impossible for someone to figure out I was going through something. Um, because like I said, I would eat relatively consistently through like through different periods of my eating disorder. I would eat consistently, but I also lost a lot of weight and I got praise for it. Um, so all, you know, there's those couple examples right there. It makes it hard for someone to, to look at you and say, oh, this person is definitely going through something because it's so, it's so hard to figure that out. And that's where I think we get sucked into the idea that you have to be a thin white woman to have an eating disorder uh, because that's the, you know, unfortunately that's the easiest, not the easiest, but that's just the most common um, image that we see. So when we see someone who looks, who fits that criteria, we automatically just assume, Oh, they must be, they must have an eating disorder, but anyone else, we don't assume that 
and that's why it's so hard for people to openly come out and talk about their own struggles and feel invalidated within them because they don't fit that image and they don't, you know, like to the naked eye that they would never know based on their actions, how they look, what they eat. It's, it's all, <laughs> it sucks, man. Like it really sucks to think that you like, you have to fit a certain image to be mentally ill. It's so fucked up. Like it's, it's so fucked up. Um, please don't invalidate what you're going through. Like there are, Oh, there's so many sources for help. So many resources. If you feel like you're struggling, what you're going through is completely valid. You deserve to recover 110%. Um, damn, I just got really pissed off thinking about like it, <laughs> it, it, it sucks, man. Like it sucks. Now I'm just thinking back to like when I was just really deep into my, my ED and like, I, I was so afraid to tell anyone because like I said, I couldn't fit this image. Um, and the idea that you have to fit an image to, 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 for anything is just, it's ridiculous. And the fact that there's still these stigmas and stereotypes around eating disorders and any mental illness is like, it's, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating because that's, um, you know, it's 2022, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's 2022. It's, I mean, this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be a thing anymore. It really shouldn't be. Anyone should be, they should be comfortable enough to not receive backlash, to, to talk about things that they might be going through. And if they can't, they begin to feel invalidated by them, by, by their own struggles. And that's, that's the worst part, Like that's, it just sucks because you're going through something so serious and so life, it, it, it takes it, it. And it's so life soul sucking. I don't know what I was trying to say. It's just, it, it sucks the, the joy out of life. And you can't openly talk about it because you don't feel like you fit the bill to, to have whatever you're going through. It's so messed up, man. It's so messed up. So, you know, like I keep saying, you a thousand percent deserve to recover. You are not because your journey is different from someone else's. That doesn't make it invalid. And um, you deserve to live a happy and fulfilling life with, you know, and you deserve to have the resources and the ability to, to ask for help always. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bobby podcast. If you found this episode relatable, if you resonated with it in any way, if it made you feel less alone, that's truly amazing. That's incredible. Um, Cause that's the goal of this podcast. I really want to make and help others feel less alone, whatever they're going through, because this, this stuff is tough, you know, like, ED recovery is tough and I never want anyone to feel alone in this because I know there were times I felt alone. So um, I never want anyone to feel alone. So if you um, found this episode enjoyable, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Check out my TikToks. Um, I will leave all those links in the description. I really appreciate you listening. You're all the best. Have a great rest of your day.